0: So, today, Be'ez Hashem, I'd like to start a brand new and and very important topic. I believe that the topic that we're discussing today and Be'ez Hashem tomorrow is one of utmost importance and has many ramifications for our lives. Okay? Now, every single person has a direct line to the Rabbi Shalom. There's no question about it. We have a direct line to Hashem. You want to talk to Hashem, you want to daven to Hashem, you want to ask something, you want to praise. You've got a direct line to there's no question whatsoever. And not only that, we're not even allowed to daven to an intermediary. We're not allowed to daven to someone in between. That was the problem, if you remember, of the Egel Azov. The Egel Azov was, is that maybe we, yeah, Hashem, but we need an in-between. In, in Moshe's not here, who's going to be between us? So we're not allowed to do that. But yet, we have a concept of Das Torah. We have a concept of believing in gedolim, in tzaddikim, in manhigim, and I actually want to say that this is probably um, what dif- you know what I guess makes the difference between someone that's going to be successful in Yiddishkeit and someone that's not going to be successful in Yiddishkeit. And I'll tell you what I mean. I heard this uh, about a year ago from a, a very chashev rov in America who's been a for over forty years, and he said that the point that we're going to discuss. Is something that he has seen in his 40 years of experience of being a Rav, that the people that had a Rav, that had Das Torah, that had someone guiding them, were successful. And the people that didn't were Hefka, and they weren't successful. Now, I want to explain this to you from a very practical and very, um, I want to go through some of the sources and see where this comes from. But I, I really believe that the topic we're discussing is something that every single one of us have to implement in our lives. Because this is what separates the men from the boys. Okay? First of all, one of the very first times that we actually find this is in Parashas Dvorim, Perik Yadalad, Laman Aleph, where we actually say this every day, Ve'aminu Bahashem We say this in Oz Yashi, that they had faith in the rabbi Nishalolam, and Moshe Rabbeinu, his servant. And Chazal, in the Mechilta, actually learns from this Pasuk, that the belief in one of the leaders of Kalal Yisrael is actually equal to the belief in Hashem. Now, I actually want to discuss this. I'll tell you why I want to discuss this. There's a few reasons why I want to discuss it. But... There is this thing that people believe that, oh, the Gdolim don't really understand our generation. They don't know our right? I've taken boys to Gdolim, to rabbonim for various Shilas, whether it be serious Shilas, whether it be normal Shilas. And sometimes the reaction can be, I'm going to go to the Gadol to ask him about moving back to Chutzloritz. I'm going to go to the Gadol to ask him about getting a smartphone or about sending my kids to school. What, What does he know? What does he understand? And it's not really true. As we're going to learn by Eza Hashem, and I think it's important for us to learn the sugya, to understand this, that's Torahism, it's Siyas, and it's something that every single one of us have to put into our lives in order to have a successful life in Yiddishkeit. If there's no leader, if there's no one that you're following, then you're leading on to yourself. And that's problematic, because most of us are not holding on that majority Let me give an example. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen um, when someone does Hagba. Can you imagine a guy does hagba, and like for example, let's say it's like a parshus or it's like a devorum, So it's all on one side. It's like really heavy on one end, and or on the other end, whatever end you were talking about. And he starts to wobble, and everyone's like, <gasps> he might drop the safer Torah. Now, it's true. Most people are more worried about their lunch that day than <laughs> about that chas People are worried about the Sifat Torah. Sifat Torah is going to fall. What a disgrace. What a, what a terrible thing. That's, a, that's an incredible thing. Right? That's an unbelievable thing. But yet, but yet, we all know what happened by the Egel Azav, by the golden calf, Moshe Rabbeinu, took the Luchais, which were written, by the Rabbani Shalaylam, for which, there, is no, there was no replacement. And threw them down. When he saw Klal doing what they do. That's an, that's an unbelievable thing. We get nervous when we see the Sefer wobbling. And Moshe Rabbeinu took the Luchois. Written by Rabbeinu Shalolam. And threw them and smashed them down. That was an incredible thing. What's Pshat? So Tosfus says there's no real Makar for what he did. I can't find a justification halachically, says Tosfus, for what he did. And um, he was defying Aaron. The Hamed tells us that Aaron coin came and the Zikanim of Klalisol came and they said, Moshe Rabbeinu, don't do it. Don't throw it. And Moshe Rabbeinu did it. Says, Tosus midaitoi. On his own knowledge, he did it on his own. He defied Aaron, he defied the Zikanim. And Chazal tells us that the Rebunsham agreed to what Moshe Rabbeinu did. This illustrates, this act of what Moshe Rabbeinu did was the... Incredible fundamental concept in Yiddishkeit called das Torah. What does that mean? I'll tell you what, uh, something that Shlomo Heinemann once said to explain what it means. The concept of das Torah. He brings the Rosh, right? Rabbeinu Osha. We all know the Rosh, the famous Rosh. You learn the back of the Gabor you learn the Rosh. Often, if you've learned the Rosh, the Rosh will want to say something is halakhically correct. And you know what he'll say? He'll say, Nirali, it seems to me." Now, what does that mean? You know what that means? That when the Rosh says, nearly, it seems to me, that has more force, more koyach, more strength than something that's in the Gemara. Why? And he explains, because something in the Gemara, I can bring another makar. Oh, you bring me that raya, I can bring you another raya. But if a Godel says something, it appears to me, that means he's saying it based on the entire Torah. Knowing the entire Torah, he's mastered He's got everything in front of him Everything is in front of him With that knowledge in mind, he says Nirali. That carries more weight than anything else This is what Das Torah is You know, there's a famous story Which I don't want to go into And many people have problems with this story But I'm going to mention it anyway And that is with the Khazanish. Somebody once came to the Chazanish. It was a time in an Eritrol where they were drafting all the boys and girls into the army. Right? Not like not it's not the same situation nowadays, even though they're trying to do the same thing. It's not the same situation, so it's not Nagaya to now what's going on right now. But it was again in the Chazanish's times. Now in those times of going to the army it was it was detrimental. It was lethal, it was terrible. To go, to, go, to go and join the Israeli army was a very, very bad thing for one's Yiddish guys. Right? Again, not, this is not to be taken practically what's going on now. This was in the times of the Chazanish. They came to the Chazanish and they, you know, the Chazanish was the God of And they said, the girls, the boys, they're being drafted into the army. What do we do? So the Chazanish answered, You know what that means? That means they should shoot themselves and they should kill themselves before going to the army. Now that was a psak It wasn't a Musashe, It wasn't a shkofa. It was a psak lemaisa. He said to the girls the same thing They came to the biskurov, Right What do we do? What do we do? They're being drafted They asked the chazanish the question Where does it say that? Where do you get this from? You're pasteling such a shayla That Jewish kinder are going to kill themselves Not to go to the army Where does it say Where's the source rabbi? I hate this all the time from people, you know. But where does it say that? I think it's a little bit of a chutzpah. If you, if you call a rabbi, by the way, because you hold that he's enough for a rabbi to ask Gushayla, you don't have to ask him for his source, right? It's ridiculous. But anyway, people do that because they think, where does it say it? It's the of a rabbi. Where does it say it? You what he did? He opened up his jacket. He said here. It says it right here. That means the Chazanish is saying, I know kol ha Kula. I know everything. And with everything I know, this is what I'm saying. This rabbi say is das Torah. When a yid sits and learns Torah, and he immerses himself in Torah which is what das Torah, which is what the rabbonim, the gedolim, the Manhige ador, that's what they're doing. So their whole life is basically given up for the rabbonim They're in Ebed Hashem. Everything they say is basically pure holiness, pure kedusha, pure rotsan Hashem. Everything is based on Torah in this world. We know Chazal tell us that the rabbonim created the world. How? Based on the Torah. In other words, Chazal tells us, from looked at the Torah, said, okay, now I have the blueprint, now I'm going to fix the world. I'm going to make the world. That means when the Gedolim, they don't need to know psychology. They don't need to know, uh, you know, psychiatry. They don't need to know physics and chemistry and doctors. They don't need to know that because they know the Torah. And the world was created for the Torah. Now, we're going to discuss this a little bit more. I want to give you a couple of examples. Listen to this story. It's an incredible maissa. The Moshe Shara, but Moshe Shehra, as we know, was, a, was one of the biggest uh, askonim in America in his time, very busy very much with their goodest Yisrael. And he said over a story as follows. Listen to this story. It's absolutely unbelievable. It demonstrates what I'm saying in a very practical way. The year was 1962. Now, at the time, the United States voted in the UN against Israel on certain issues. Shortly after that, Rabbi Shara received an invitation to the White House to meet then-President Kennedy. So the President wanted to explain, explain to him, plus many other Jewish leaders that he invited, why he had taken such a tough, you know, a tough uh, position against Israel. So Rabbi Shara was obviously very interested in this meeting. This was a very important meeting for him. The problem was, the meeting was scheduled 10 o'clock in the morning on Tisha B'Av morning. Now, you can't change a scheduled meeting with the President of the United States in the White House. It doesn't work that way, right? Especially when all the other leaders are probably going to go. So he didn't know what to do. How can he go to the White House on Tisha B'Av? What about, they ask you to sit on a chair. You're allowed to sit on a regular chair. It was before Sois. What about shaving, right? It's so, after the three <laughs> weeks, during the nine days. What? <laughs> Whatever. Is, was he allowed to shave? What about wearing shoes? Is he allowed to wear normal shoes, leather shoes? Does he have to wear sneakers? You know, these are, these are major shyness. So he did what you know everyone normal would do, and he called his role. He called Rabbaran Kutla. right? Rebbaron was one of the Rosh uh, of the Agudas Israel. He said, "Reb, what do I do? I'm invited to the White House, ten o'clock in the morning on Tishrei morning. What do I do?" Listen to this. Rabbaran told him that Halacha Shailas, you have to go to Reb Moshe. is the God Ladar. He was the Poisik You have to go to Reb That's what Rabbaran said to him. But then he told Rabbi Shara as follows: He stayed on the phone for over an hour. Telling me what to say to the president, with the clarity and his perception of, of, of human knowledge and human people, he said like this. He said, "Okay, the president is going to say this. You should say that. The president's going to ask this. You should respond that way." The Oishy Shera said, "I, I was shocked." Rabbi Aaron was an Ish He was Kol Tayre Kulai. He never looked at the New York Times, never listened to the radio. Where did he get all this information from? Where would he know what the president is going to say, how he's going to say it, what to respond, what's the political situation? Rabbi Shera said he was even more amazed during the actual meeting when he saw how accurate on target Rabbi, Rabbi Aaron was. Was that? Oh, about the Halakha? No, no, it doesn't say that. But his point was, to, and how Rabbi Aaron took the shaila, And how Rabbi Aaron, his guidance went, was so precise, the directions and everything he had prepared for Rabbi Shara was exactly there, it was unbelievable. And Rabbi Shera used to say, how is it that someone that's kol ha kula all he does is sit and He gives Shea, he's busy with his Taminim, doesn't know the news, doesn't know the politics, doesn't know what's going on. How was he able to advise me about politics, which has no connection to him? And the answer he says is obviously rhetorical because it's no shaykh's whatsoever. Because he says that he was able to advise me, not despite his status as an idkashosh, but because of it. When an Odom God is sitting and learning, when an Odom God is kol so whatever he says is automatically, that is the Matthias. In other words, he doesn't need to know. People say, How could I get people who to go to a barren neighbor about smartphones, right? I'm not going into what he said and how he said it. What does he know about a smartphone? He knows about the internet. You think he ever saw the internet? He doesn't need to. The same way that Chazan Ish was able to tell a doctor how to perform a surgery on the brain, having never gone to medical school or studied a medical book because he studied the Torah. And when he studied the Torah, that's what it is. Now, an obis to Abnasan, it brings down. You know what that means? That Talmud Torah is, is beloved in front of the Rabbi Nishalalim. And if someone learns Torah, says the Ovester of Nosson, his das Hashem. He knows, whatever that means, the wisdom of Hashem. That if somebody learns the Torah, he becomes someone that everything he says is based on the Rabbi Nishalim, and he understands to a certain extent how the Rabbi Nishalim directs the world. So that means, even if there are things that we would say, he doesn't understand those things. He doesn't need to. Because the Rabbin gives him that direction. You can call it Seat D'Shma'ya You can call it a Mophis. You can call it whatever you want. But a Tamad Chocham that sits and learns Torah is someone that, so to speak, in, if you can say it that way, with the Rabbin Lalam, in that way. And that, that is an incredible, incredible thing. I'll give you an example of Chatzka he was known as the Moifa Sadar. People used to call him the Moifa Sadar. He was unbelievable. Very, very special, very, very special person. He guided the yeshiva from Europe to China. Right, he took everyone to Shanghai. The May Yeshiva famously went to Shanghai. It was he who directed them. Right? He would say, Okay, we can go today. And they said, okay, should we go now? No, no, we have to wait another day. Like, he seemed to, like, know what was his. And the people were like, oh, how can you make such a mistake? You know, they always listened to him. And one time he said, you know, once said, okay, we have to go right now. Otherwise, what's going to happen? And he, and he went, the whole yeshiva moves, and there was a bomb in the building that affected the whole building. The whole building crushed. It was unbelievable how he was able to guide the main yeshiva from place to place in safety. How did he always know? Right, No one knew the answer. Somebody once came to him and they confronted him and said, how did you do that? Uh, sometimes that looks like you're endangering the whole yeshiva. Sometimes you're saving the whole yeshiva. How do you do that? He said, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But every single time I have to make a decision, one of my rebeim, whoever they were, revealed himself to a dream. It makes no sense, but I just know what to do because of that. The Chazanish, I'll give you an example. The the Chazanish was the tzaddik Hadar, right? Masmin Hadar, the Paisak Hadar, every title you want to get the Chazanish, he was. But yet, in the secular world, the Chazanish was referred to as the Chida Hadar. You know what Chida Hadar means? Mystery of the generation, right? It was the most incredible thing how doctors used to say about the Chazanish, that the Ish knows more medical information than me in my 31 years of studying and experience in the medical field. Doctors used to say this, secular doctors, the Chidah they called him, because he knew more. The Ish Rebison used to say in a joke, she said, when I married him, I thought I was marrying a rov, and then he became a doctor. I have no idea where he got his information from. And again, the answer is not from medical books, not from listening to podcasts, not from looking things up online. It was only because he knew the Torah. And that's what it is. That in other words, what a person has to realize is, is that Gedolim understand things because of what they learn. And that's the issue that I want to give over. And Mitzvah Shem will work on this again a little bit more tomorrow. We'll see some more Markoimah, some more ideas. But I just want to give over that idea that we should realize that when a person has a role, when a person has someone that he follows, it's an incredible thing. I'll just leave with one, one last. My Marash Yeshiva of Shai always used to say this over. He said it as a complaint, but obviously he wasn't complaining. He was saying, you know, people sometimes come to him with a Shiloh or a spoon. The of the spoon, I don't know, was it used in the last 24 hours? Is it a banyoime? Is it not a ben banyoime? It was dipped into the chicken soup. I don't know if the last time I used it was a 60... W- They're busy for 20 minutes with the spoon. Is like, how much the spoon cost you? 20 agarro? Okay, you know, I'll buy you a new spoon. I'll buy you a new spoon! But when was the last time? You came to ask me. That's what he said. You came to ask me a shilo and mechinuch. Where to send your kids to school to? Should you move back to Chutz which is shiva to send your son to? What about taking a certain parnasa? No, no, that, that you decide on your own. You no, know, the big shaylas. <laughs> no one understands. I decide on my own. I can't go to a rabbi for that. What does he understand? What does he know? No, 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 no. So the rishonim buy you a new spoon. Forget the spoon. You need to learn how to go to Shilas, to be managed to be guided. Because Gidolim, sadikim Rabbanim are people that are immersed in Torah, they are immersed in experience in life. These are people that can help you. As I told you, and as I started today, this rov of over 40 years of experience said he has seen Balabatim that were successful in their lives in Yiddishkeit. Not they're not learning people. Regular, normal people. Because they had a rov and they followed someone. Whereas the ones that didn't, so by tomorrow we're going to try to go more into the Indian to understand it more. But the basic idea, Rabbi is to understand, that G'dolim like, Sadikim understand. Even if we don't understand where they're coming from, even if it makes no sense to us. How many times have we heard people go to Rob Chaim Kanievsky, for example, and said, I'll give you an example, it's in the beginning of the Cholamoid book, right? They went to Rob Chaim and they said, Rabbi, I have a major, not me, somebody had a very bad disease in their leg. They went to Chaim. So say learn Now anyone leaving there will be like, okay, uh, he didn't understand the shayla, or maybe he was tired. Like, come on, it makes no sense. it makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. The they did it and they got a So it doesn't make a difference how they do it and where it comes from. But at the end of the day, in fact, there's a of Ruchaim. A balshuva once went to. Uh, he was just becoming religious. He went to Ruchaim for a bracha. So he goes for a bracha, and Reb Chaim said, I'm going back 30 years, he he, he went to Reb Chaim for a bracha, and Reb Chaim said to him, Okay, next. Huh? I went for a bracha? Can I I, have a bracha? Don't cook a kid in its mother's milk. It's the makar for boss of a It's the makar for boss of a can't have boss of a So that's what Reb Chaim said to him. So he said to his Rebbe, he was down like, I think he made a mistake or something, because I didn't ask him for, I just went for a bracha. So the Rebbe said, it can't be that he made a mistake. They sat down with him, and they started to ask him, like, his son hoggers, what does he do? How does he eat? What does he eat? When, and he found out that this guy was, wasn't mucked in waiting amount of time between meat and milk. He didn't get your chocolate after, you know, after meat. it didn't bother him too much. So he realized, that's Peshat So they came back to prime And they said, Rebbe, how did you know? He said, what do you mean? The Zoya says that if a person's not mucked, he has like a g'di, like, on him. You can see the like Gadi So I saw it on him. So therefore, I could see it. When it comes to G'daylim, they don't have to know on on a physical level, smartphones, internet, all of these things. They know. Tomorrow we'll tell you a very scary story. Don't worry. but Hashem. But al I just want to start today with the understanding of where Das Torah comes from. What we see from Das Torah. And Be'ez Hashem, we should all in our lives be mekabble on ourselves. To, to, to follow Das Torah. To have a rav. To have someone that treats t- 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 you. And not to run around. Which we'll discuss maybe a bit more tomorrow. People running around for this one, for that one, for the other one. To have someone. Because if you have someone, your life is set. Because you have a, a, an address. I tell always, Chasanim and girls when you get married make sure you have a rov that both of you agree to I don't care if it's her rov or if it's his rov it doesn't make a difference a rov that both of you agree to you have a shaila, whether it's an alocha whether it's an ashkofa whether it's in shalom bayis whatever it is you go to the rov this way you, no problem why? You have, a, you have a disagreement no problem we go to the rov you know how many things it could say? business you take a partner we make a thing you know, we're going to have any disputes, have any shallows. This, we're going to rov A. He's going to be our Rav. We're not going to dispute him, whatever he says we're going to listen to. Do you realize how many, how many, how many heartache you can save? Oh, machloikas, there are so much machloikas going on in the world. Imagine if they were to take it upon themselves a Rav. You know, how many situations that are going on right now of people that don't have a Rav in their life and they are suffering. Because they think, what does a Rav know? What they, you think a Rav knows? You think he understands? Let me tell you something. Any Rav that's busy with people, that's dealing with people, will have many, many years of experience, of where to do, what to do, where to, and if he's a big enough guy, and he feels himself not big enough, he'll send you to somebody else, whether it's a bigger role, whether it's a therapist, whatever it may be. But our yesoid should be, that we have a role, we have a dasper, we have a money, we have something. It could change our lives. But tomorrow We're going to continue this subject.